This morning we'd like to both review the instructions and also to continue with further instructions in the meditation. So we begin by settling into the awareness of the body in a very simple way, just to sit and know you're sitting, feeling the sense of the body, relaxing into it, knowing the body in this posture, times perhaps using the phrase, there is a body, as a way of connecting with it. And then within that frame, there is a body, and feeling the sense of the body in this sitting posture you may naturally become aware of the body breathing. There's nothing special to do, the body breathes by itself. In the awareness there is a body. Begin to feel your body breathing, wherever you may feel it. Maybe the feeling of the movement of the abdomen or the chest or the air passing the nostrils. You may feel it throughout the whole body. There's no need to force the breath or to pull the next breath in. Feeling the body breathing, breathing in, simply know you're breathing in. And breathing out, know you're breathing out. If you notice there's a space between the out breath and the next in-breath, you can relax into that space, simply being aware of the whole body. You can be aware of sounds arising, letting the sound simply come and go. Then reconnecting with the breath when the next breath comes quite naturally. Some of you may find it helpful to make a soft mental note with each breath. Just the very softest of words in the mind, in, out, or rising, falling. Sometimes that mental note helps connect the attention with the feeling of the breath. 
It can be stabilizing <coughs> for the mindfulness and concentration. So experiment in the use of mental noting and see if it's helpful for you. As you're feeling the natural process of breathing or being of breathing or being aware of sounds, noting hearing. At times different bodily sensations may become predominant and call your attention. Maybe sensations of tightness or pressure or vibration or heat or cold heaviness. Whenever a sensation is strong enough to call your attention away from the breath, open to that sensation. That sensation then becomes the object of mindfulness. So you open to the feeling of that sensation. Again, the noting may be helpful. Pressure tension, stabbing, tingling. And as you note and notice and feel the sensation, be aware of what happens to it as you're being mindful. Notice whether it gets stronger, does it get weaker, does it disappear? So it's simply including different bodily sensations in the field of awareness, the field of mindfulness. When the sensation is no longer predominant or recedes more into the background, you can reconnect with the feeling of the natural breath, rising, falling, in and out. Today we're also going to include mindfulness of thoughts and emotions in the field of awareness. As you know, thoughts come very frequently. You may be feeling the breath or a sensation or hearing a sound. And at a certain point you become aware that thinking is going on. Sometimes we're not aware of the thought until after it's already finished. It's as if we're remembering that we were thinking. 
Sometimes we're mindful of the thought right in the middle of it. When the mind is quite clear, we can be aware of thought close to the beginning or even just as it's arising. At whatever point you become aware that thinking is happening, make a soft mental note of thinking, thinking without getting into a struggle, without judging it. Simply another object of meditation, object of awareness. Really no different than a sound appearing and disappearing. When you make a note of thinking in being aware of it, notice what happens to it. Does it disappear? Does it continue? The thoughts may be words in the mind. Very often there are pictures or images in the mind. So you could note seeing. It's all just part of a passing show. It's possible after some time that you'll recognize certain patterns of thought, certain kinds of thoughts that come again and again. Maybe it'll be planning, future planning. Maybe it will be memories, remembering. Maybe it will be fantasies. If you begin to notice a particular pattern, you could make a specific mental note for that pattern. Oh, planning, planning. Notice what happens, come back to the breath. If you're lost in a fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. As soon as you're aware of it and note it, you see it, when it's no longer there, come back to the breath. So you're simply including these different thoughts and images in this field of awareness. Having thoughts arise is not a problem. This is quite natural. The practice is learning to be aware that we're thinking rather than to be continually lost in our thoughts. Every time you awaken from being lost in a thought, take delight in that moment of awareness rather than judging the fact that you were lost. So there will be many moments of delight in your sitting practice. And along with thoughts, sometimes associated with them, sometimes not, 
will experience different emotions or mind states, some of which I spoke about last night. You may be sitting, feeling the breath, open to sounds, noticing different sensations, different thoughts and images, and something will trigger an emotion. Maybe happiness, maybe sadness, maybe anger, maybe sorrow, maybe joy. Whenever you become aware that you're feeling a particular emotion, include that in the field of awareness as well. That becomes your object in those moments. The key to being mindful of emotion is to be interested in them, not so much to be lost in the story of it, but to be exploring the nature of the emotion itself. <laughs> Anger feels like this. Be mindful of how it feels in the body. <clears throat> the quality in the mind. Joy feels like this. Sadness feels like this. So we're fully engaged in the experience of the emotions, but with mindfulness. We're, we're really learning about the nature of these emotions. Each one has its own particular flavor. Each one has its own particular effect on the body. So the practice is investigating, it's taking interest, it's exploring this very powerful aspect of our experience. With emotions too, mental noting can be very helpful. Helps us to be with them without being lost in them, without being identified with them. Happiness, happiness, calm, restlessness, fear, doubt, Make a soft mental note whenever an emotion becomes predominant. It's as if you're framing the experience with the note so that you can see and experience it more clearly. And then as you're being mindful of the emotion, both as it feels in the body and in the mind, Notice what happens to it as you're being mindful. Does it get stronger? Does it get weaker? Does it change into something else? And when the emotion is no longer predominant, again return to the body. Return to the breath.
In this way, whatever it is that arises in the body, in the mind, <coughs> internally, externally, we're simply being mindful of whatever is predominant in any particular moment. Now when nothing in particular is calling our attention, we anchor our awareness in the body, being mindful of the body sitting, being mindful of the body breathing. So perhaps two words which can guide your practice in all of these different experiences is relaxed interest. So we're alert, we're attentive, we're engaged with whatever's arising in a relaxed way.
whenever you become aware that the mind is thinking, make a soft mental note of thinking. It's a training of the mind to become aware of the thinking process.
relaxing into the awareness of your body sitting. Simply feeling the natural rhythm of your breathing.
One thing to notice is whether you have the feeling that the meditation is over when you hear the bell. Or you hear the bell just as signaling a transition from one activity to another, keeping the thread of mindfulness. So this idea of the seamlessness of the day is really important. You know, that everything is the practice. You know, so we hear the bell and then note hearing and then opening the eyes and then shifting of posture. Uh, all of it you know, can be included in the, in the field of mindfulness. Uh, do you have any questions about either the instructions or your practice? Thank you. I have a question about um, the changing object of mindfulness. So that happens for me really quickly and frequently. And I also really identify with doubt being my main hindrance. So, you know, should I pay attention to this or to that? I'll start with meta, then I'll start to do vipassana, <laughs> watch my breath. Oh, now there's um, some anxiety, so let me watch that. Or impatience, let me investigate that. Um, so I do that a lot. And I'm also, I guess, partly asking because a lot of my practice is about trying to balance effort and relaxation. And I'm trying to just sort of, I'm an effortful person, so I just try to relax with going to wherever my attention takes me and bring mindfulness to it. But I, I guess after mm. last night's talk, I'm starting to feel some doubt and wondering if um, I'm not practicing much concentration if I just let myself mm. go wherever it goes. Mm. Okay, just want to make sure, could you hear that in the back? Yeah, good. Uh, so one way of thinking about the practice, especially as we're adding more and more different kinds of objects you know, into the field of mindfulness. You might think of it as uh, an interweaving of directed awareness and choiceless awareness. So rather than thinking that one is right and one is wrong and then doubt about which one you know, we should be doing, I found it much more helpful to realize that in the course of a sitting, there'll be a natural rhythm. And increasingly, I think you'll get an an intuitive sense of there are times when the mind inclines to that open awareness and you're just with moment after moment, whatever's arising. And there can be many changing, quickly changing objects. You know, hearing, thinking, doubt, doubt, in, out. And you're just tracking moment after moment. At a certain point in that open awareness, maybe the mind begins to feel a little unstable in it. It's not quite steady and you, so that that's a, a signal or an in, could be an intuition oh maybe it's time now to just have a little more directed awareness so right at that time you can spend some time redirecting the attention just to being with the breath you know very simply wherever you're feeling it spending some time just with that and that stabilizes the concentration the mindfulness at a certain point and it may be a few minutes, it might be five minutes, it may be 15 minutes. You know, you can really just play with that. After some time of a directed awareness and the mind feels more stable, you might have the sense, oh, let me open up again to the choiceless awareness. So there can be a very natural interweaving 
of the two within a sitting. Um, and as you practice that, you'll get, I think you'll begin to get a, a very easeful sense of that rhythm. in the back on the aisle. No, no. <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about numbness and how how to sense sensation and numbness because you can't feel it? So you're talking about physical numbness? Mm-hmm. there's a very easy note to make. Numbness. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes there is that, you might call numbness absence of sensation. <laughs> Although there is a difference, it's, it's, it's not actually absence of sensation. Because there are times in our practice where uh, we might lose the sense of the body altogether and we're just in the knowing, we're just in awareness. So that's different. Numbness actually is a certain kind of feeling in the body, you know, but it's not a, uh, it's not a vibratory kind of feeling. It's almost more like a solid state kind of feeling. So it's simply to recognize that, you know, and to say, okay, this is this particular distinct experience, call it numbness. Settle into that, and it would be interesting as you do that to see as you're settling into the feeling of numbness, whether you begin to feel kind of subtle energy movements within it. So what might feel numb to start with, as the mind gets quieter, maybe we begin to feel kind of subtle vibrations or energy movements within it. Uh, Yeah, and you can either be with it for some time you know, if it's if it's longer lasting, or after a period of time, even if it's continuing, after you after you've been with it for a little bit of time, then choose to come back to some other more pronounced object. Just, yeah. um, sometimes when I'm uh, meditating and I. I feel like I've sort of gone into a slower zone. I start to feel a lot of pressure in my f- uh, front of my forehead, and that scares me because I don't usually feel that except when I get into that zone, and so that sort of stops me from going further, and I'm just wondering if you can, is that something that I just feel, or w- what is that? <laughs> I am the head pressure expert. <laughs> It's very common. It's not, it's not at all uncommon. Uh, and there was a period in my practice where I was experiencing that for long periods of time and very intense. I mean, it's just... Uh, the, uh, the art is to learn how to be with it and to open to it in a non-aversive way. You know, because depending on how strong it is, it can be range from neutral to quite unpleasant, you know, depending on the intensity of it. So is it possible to really relax and just open to that feeling of pressure, pressure, very soft, and make sure the, uh, 
check to see that the eyes are relaxed, so you're not, you know, kind of scrunching up the eyes in response to it. Uh, and then, as you as you settle into the feeling of the pressure, in as relaxed a way as possible, this is okay. Just let me feel it. Begin to experience the changing, the changes within it. You know, there's movement. There's more intensity, less intensity. Be with that for some time, and then at a certain point, if it's continuing, again, you can bring your attention back down into the rest of your body, maybe feeling the breath here, or open to sounds. Uh, But it's a completely uh, normal phenomenon. You know, the range of what can happen, the range of physical phenomena and mental phenomena in meditation is huge. There's just a wide range. Some seems quite normal, some seems quite unusual. Uh, The only thing that... uh, The most important thing you want to check in unusual experiences is whether the mind is in balance or not. That's the important point. It's not so much what the experience is, but it's, okay, can we hold this in balance? Can we be with it? Whatever it is, it may be intensely pleasant and intensely unpleasant. Can the mind be open and relaxed in it? If you feel like the mind's getting out of balance, so that's what you want to pay attention to, and then see what you can do to bring the mind back into balance. And it might be leaving that experience, opening the eyes, opening to sound. So balance is the key, you know. Thanks. I notice with <clears throat> with physical sensations like an itch or pain or uh, something like that that I have the impulse to scratch or to move my foot or um, adjust my position. Um, uh, am I supposed to just sit with it and notice it or mm-hmm. try to relieve it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good question because that arises at different times for almost everybody. It's helpful to not try to relieve it right away. So, for example, if there's an itch, (laughs) one of the things that has interested me in practice is to try to really understand what actually is an itch. (laughs) we just take it so much for granted you know itch scratch but an itch what is what is the actual sensation going on and so you can you can actually bring interest to it you know and just be with it as best you can one of the things you will discover at least at times is that without doing anything at all about it it will go away You know, you will see itch, 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 itch. And then all of a sudden your mind is lost in some thought and you're not experiencing the itch anymore or the mind has been drawn to some other sensation. So by not acting on it, you are deepening your, the potential for 
uh, insight into the fact that everything is in fact changing. You know, if if we rush to alleviate it, we're not allowing ourselves the opportunity to see its inherently changing nature. So all of that, and the same the same thing to do with some discomfort in the body. Instead of immediately trying to change position or alleviate, can you just settle into it and feel oh unpleasant, unpleasant tightness, tightness, and watch what happens to those sensations as you're aware of them. And you may begin to see change within the sensation. At a certain point, if you've done that, and then it feels like you're just fighting with it, you're just in a kind of struggle. Okay, I'm not going to move, I'm not going to scratch. At that point, be aware of that sense of tightening and the struggle, and then you can mindfully scratch or move position. No. But let, let do that first part, uh, which is a really important part of the practice. Otherwise, our mind stays very uh, restless. Okay, thank you. I was trying to stay with the thinking as an object, and I found that I really couldn't recognize that I was down some train until I was like several stops down. And I was trying to kind of see when it arose, but I was I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was that I noticed that whenever there was a thought that carried me somewhere, there was so much ego identified with it, mm-hmm. especially if it was also loaded with emotions. Mm-hmm. And then I would come back to just being in the body. Mm-hmm or being with the breath, aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell whether there was anything behind that awareness. Uh, I kind of asked myself, you know, who is aware of this body, or mm-hmm. who is aware of the breathing? And there really was nothing. And I was thinking, are we just kind of, you know, have these all these random thoughts, one after another, that take us to all these different places? And there's nothing that's really stable and solid inside. That sounds like a pretty good summary. (laughs) Uh, First, just to reiterate, now to your experience of how difficult it is to be aware of thoughts right at the beginning is common. It is difficult. Thoughts are very slippery. They're not, a, they're not a, such a tangible object like a sound or a sensation that announces themselves you know, so predominantly. So as you all know, thoughts just slip right in. We're not aware that they've arisen. They take us down the road. And then at some point, we wake up from being lost. So one suggestion is... When you wake up from being lost, don't immediately jump back to the body or the breath. Right in that moment of waking up from being lost, acknowledge that moment of awareness. Because you've just gone from being asleep to being awake. So that's a very important moment. We really can see the nature of awareness right in that moment. And that happens many times a sitting, because as many times as we're lost in a thought, 
that many times do we awaken from it at a certain point. So don't overlook that moment of waking up. That's a significant moment. And then we acknowledge, oh, this is what awareness is like. Right? The thought may have ended, but we're, we're cognizant of the fact, oh, this, this is awareness, this is mindfulness. Then come back to whatever it is that you're attending. Your investigation of the nature of awareness uh, is a deepening part of the practice. And this is one of the mysteries of life. What is the nature of consciousness? What is the nature of awareness? Because when we look for it, there's nothing you can really find. You can't, you can't pinpoint and say, oh, there's awareness, there's consciousness, there's knowing. And yet, the knowing is happening. So this is a, this is a great mystery which you can just explore in your experience as you're doing one one suggestion which I have found helpful and maybe you will for your entire meditative career is a little mantra. Don't draw conclusions. We'll go through lots of different experiences and a million times in my practice I had the thought, oh, now I got it. <laughs> now I really got it. And then a week later or a month later, Oh, it wasn't quite like that. It's like this, over and over again. So I found it's much more help. Don't draw conclusions. Just be with your unfolding insights. The Dharma is profound and vast and deep. And we just keep unfolding into the mystery of it. Uh, Thank you. Okay, I think we need to uh, end because there are interviews. Just one announcement. Uh, Devin has put up a sign-up list for individual interviews with a certain number of slots. So for those of you who are not scheduled for a group today and you would like to meet with Devin, you can uh, sign up. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.